guys. I'll let Ashley go first. Tossing it too. My body is decades ahead of my brain and seconds away from giving out on me. The thrill is gone. Hey everyone, you're listening to Misaligned. I'm Deanna and my co-hosts are Ashley and Caitlin. We're going to introduce ourselves all in a row. This way you can get to know a bit about us. So my full name is Deanna Chapman. I live in the LA area right now. My current day job is working at a company called Music Reports where I do data entry for song information like the composers, artists, song title, publisher, and that sort of thing. This way all you lovely songwriters out there get paid. Hopefully our clients do that anyway. I also run a record label called Wreck-It Records. I currently signed a band called Verdue. They're from the Riverside area out here in California, and they will be releasing a new EP in early 2016. I also run a site called Hi-Fi Noise, and I kind of just cover anything and everything that I like, so music, sports, technology, and whatever else I can think of. So quite a few things going, and now I will throw it to my co-hosts, and they can introduce themselves. Hey, Hi guys. guys. <laughs> I'll let Ashley go first. Was tossing it too. We both went for it. We did. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. It's okay. Sorry to go cut for you it, off, Ashley. Caitlin. Go Thanks, for it. Thanks, Boo. All right. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley Aaron. I'm originally from Connecticut, about an hour outside of New York City, but I just moved to Los Angeles, California this week, so Deanna and I are in the same time zone. Um, I run the showcase feature on propertyofzack.com, which is basically a way for up-and-coming artists to get exposure on the site if they're not an artist that POZ might typically cover yet. And I do this awesome podcast with Caitlin and Deanna. And I also just accepted a full-time job out here in California with a digital marketing agency called Total Assault. And I'm currently overseeing a bunch of their digital marketing projects for a lot of mostly artists, you know, some bands, some brands. And that's about my entire life right now. So pretty brief, but I'm happy with it. Caitlin, go ahead. (laughs) Awesome. So I am Caitlin DeWeese. Um, I live here in Austin, Texas. I've been living here for about five years. Um, Currently, I am a middle school Spanish teacher. I've been doing that for about five years. And on the side, though, obviously, teacher life calls for a lot of different things. Pretty stressed out, pretty crazy at times. But I spend a lot of my time uh, going to concerts. Uh, Right now, I'm writing for Absolute Punk. I do some album reviews interviews on occasion, and I contribute some photography as well. Um, Used to be with Property of Zach, which is how I got to know Ashley. Um, But here in Austin, we have a lot of really unique music going on, so I spend a lot of time at some bigger shows, and then I also spend a lot of time at smaller local shows, stuff that, you know, is five or ten bucks, and um, staying out too late on school nights is kind of my thing. Um, I've been in music for a long time. I started playing when I was younger. I started playing piano, joined percussion in middle school, taught myself some guitar, joined drumline in high school. Um, so music's always been a really big part of my life. I've been listening to music since I was a kid. I'm really lucky to have parents who are really involved with that. Um, so music is just kind of part of my life, and I'm really excited to be part of this podcast with you guys. Awesome. So we're going to start out talking about an article 
on Alt Press. It's called On Going to Shows Alone as a Girl and Why It Sucks. And we will actually have show notes to go along with every podcast, which I will put together at the end of the show. And there will be a link to this so you can all check it out and see what we're talking about. Do either of you want to go ahead and start the discussion on this? Yeah, I can go ahead and start. Um, So this article is titled On Going to Shows Alone as a Girl and Why It Sucks. Um, First thing that rubbed me the wrong way is that, A, who cares if you're a girl and you're alone? And it doesn't suck. Um, So this was posted on Alternative Press a couple weeks ago. And I have some issues with Alternative Press in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But I definitely was kind of drawn to read this article just because of the weird headline that it had. Um, The girl goes through and lists um, some of the problems, quote-unquote, that we have as females when we go to a show alone. Starts out with what to wear, then getting to the show, standing in line by yourself, leaving your spot, unwanted male attention when the crowd gets rough, and judgment. I will give her credit in that getting to the show and leaving the show, I do feel some uncomfortableness there. Um, I don't know about you guys, but in Austin, most of our venues are located in places where it's a little dangerous. We have a really high number of homeless, mentally ill residents who live in that area. And, you know, I have friends. I know people who've been assaulted and robbed at knife point walking back to their car and stuff. So I park strategically I try to park where it won't take me long to get back I carry a little stabber on my keychain <laughs> um, it's shaped like a cat I know what you're talking about <laughs> so I mean that I get um, pretty much the rest of it I don't get it um, I don't understand I don't know I just don't understand I don't know if it has something to do with the readership for AP um, you know what is their demographic is this something that yeah. Their readers are going to get. I don't know if this what the point of this article is. Yeah, the I demographic mean, really irritated me just because like I started reading AP when I was middle school, maybe 7th right, yeah. or 8th grade, and I went to my very first show this summer after 8th grade and yep. I mean I wasn't by myself. I don't think my parents would have let me go by myself, but right. you know, that was when I started going to shows. And I don't want a girl who's 15 to read this and think wow, you know, I guess I should I should realize how much it sucks to go to shows by yourself, and here's why. And I also, on the other end, don't want young boys reading this and thinking, wow, like, any girl who's at a show by herself must be having a terrible time and, like, right. all this stuff. It's just, it really yeah. irritated me. Sometimes yeah. I prefer going to shows alone because yeah, I'm like, all right, I don't have to plan. I don't have to pick anyone up. We don't have to figure out what time to get there. I can just go, enjoy the show. And leave whenever I want. I don't have to worry about anyone else. So I'm the same way. Yeah, I have a few stories about going to shows alone, actually. When I was at school in Philadelphia, I was going to see a performer, Tori Kelly, who's actually from California. It was either her or Kina Granis. Either way, they're both from, like, the same area out here. And there was a mom and her daughter standing in line in front of me. And the mom turns around and was like, are you here by yourself? I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> and then she just like turned back around and I noticed later during the show the mom was standing in the back and it's like the daughter was always right near me because I could tell she was only like 14 or 15 but it's like Aww. wherever I went it's like the daughter the was always was a there. few people away from me <laughs> and huh. I just thought yeah, it was hilarious I to, and I didn't I used to work it. at a venue that like it wasn't far but or it wasn't far from home for me it was like maybe a half hour but I wasn't like super familiar with the area, but I remember I got a, I was working in there's a the main area which is like the venue performance space, and then there's a thrift store on the second floor which is like you know additional revenue, but kind of just adds to the quirkiness of the place. So I would work there and answer phones, and someone called and it was a mother. She's like, my daughter's coming to a show tonight, and I'm just concerned. Is this like a goth club? <laughs> and I was just like, oh my goodness. I was like, no, 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 and I had to like persuade this mother like it's okay like this venue you know the town isn't the most safe place in the world but where the venue is it's like surrounded by lights and stuff like you're fine and I told her I was like give me your daughter's name like if I see her like tell her tell her to come find me like it'll be okay and Uh. I I understand like I mean obviously I think most parents are concerned about letting young children go to places by themselves you know that awkward tweener stage where you're like oh mom I just want to go to the mall by myself (laughs) Don't yeah, I could tell the mom me. definitely wanted to just, like, stand in the back. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the daughter intentionally just happened to be where I was or if it's just because we entered at basically the same time. But it's like her mom kept looking over and was, like, checking on her. I was like, this is a really tame concert. She'll be okay. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, like, little, mosh little pits or anything mom. crazy. Yeah. Well, I I think it's a really good point that, you know, thinking about AP's readership and this article, eighth grade girl, that's my first show when I was, uh, you know, without a parent, I was in eighth grade. I didn't really go to shows alone until I was probably a freshman in college, Um, maybe a sophomore. Um, I'd have to drive down to Austin from where I was going to school. And, um, but it's a good point. Like, very, eighth grade, I teach eighth grade. Um, They are very vulnerable. They will believe anything that their peers tell them. Um, and I don't know, it just seems like this is not what we want these girls to be reading. And especially, I mean, this writer, when I looked farther into it, she's 24. Yeah, her other piece on AP, I think there's more, but the only one I remember reading is the one that's like, what it's like to be an all-time low fan at 24 or something, which is awesome. Like, if you love a band, I don't care how old you are. Like, if you're into the music, like, fucking go for it. I don't care. Which is like... Uh, this person should be using her platform to encourage these kids and to be like, this is awesome. Exactly. Loving music is awesome. Going yeah. to shows is awesome. Here are things you can do to feel safer or how to feel more comfortable if you're uncomfortable going to shows. Because I know people my age and older, you know, I'm, I'll be 27 this year. I have a lot of friends who are in their 30s. They always are like, wow, you go to shows by yourself? That's awesome. I don't, I don't think I could do that. And yeah. it's, I mean, even older people, you know, it's just, it's not a natural thing to do is to go out and do something alone. It's like, you know, going to the movies alone or eating dinner alone at a restaurant. So that same kind of just, it's uncomfortable at first, but it takes encouragement. It takes time to get used to it. So I think that was the biggest thing that disappointed me, me was that it doesn't suck. It's awesome. It's like my own personal therapy when I go to shows alone. Yeah. 90% yeah. of the shows I go to, I go to alone. I don't even care if I talk to anyone. I'll talk to the bartender and then I just stand and I people watch and I listen to the music and I go home. And sometimes that is what I need. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and everyone has their own reasons for doing that, but it just it 
irked me so much. You know, the very last thing that she wrote about was judgment. Um, she said, shows are supposed to be a safe place, really, as far as being yourself goes. And if you've decided to go to a show alone, you likely don't really care what people think. Yes, true. But then it goes on. Just don't be surprised if a couple of people have nothing better to do in between sets than say, you're here by yourself, uh, followed by looks of pity when you tell them that you are there and uh, are in fact there alone, getting dirty looks from girls, etc. Like, I've never had that happen. No! Me neither. <laughs> Not who tells that? Uh, no one. That's I just I'm like who? What? I don't know. I don't understand, and I just feel like I'm really disappointed and all pressed for even posting this or letting that headline be. Yes, yeah, the last I show I went to alone, I was actually there to interview a band, and the band was like always making sure, like they were like, "Do you need anything to drink? Are you good? We can get you something." And then they would introduce me to all their friends at the show, so it's like. I went to the show by myself, but I didn't have to hang out by myself while I was there. Yeah. So she kind of makes it sound like if she goes to a show alone, she just won't talk to anyone. Yeah. Which, Which is if shame. that's your choice, that's cool, but that's not how it is forever. That's not how it has to be. Exactly. I think I went I to know. one of my first ever shows, like ever local shows by myself. Like the very first show I went to, like I mentioned in eighth grade, just after eighth grade, um, it was a venue that my friend told me about, so she brought me there. But then I went to a show at this teen center that's in my town. It's like a town-funded community center. It's in the middle of, you know, our main street. It's a very safe place. So my dad didn't have any problem dropping me off there. And I talked to people, and I, like, basically networked whatever. What was I, eighth, ninth grade? I Whoever I talked to that night, I became friends with, and we ended up going to Warp Tour together that's that awesome. following summer. Yeah, and it makes it seem like, like, what are the point when she's, like, waiting in line, standing in line by herself? If you were with a friend, you'd be talking away about the things you would normally talk about. By yourself, your only choice is to drain the battery on your phone. Who's who's yeah. telling you this is your only choice? That bugs me so much. I yeah. think being by yourself actually makes it so much easier to kind of just yeah. talk to people in line or even talk to the merch person, talk to the bartender, like, talk, yep. talk to literally anybody because you have nobody else to hold you back. I yeah, just, yeah, I've gone to work tour alone a couple times. The last time I went, <laughs> me too. I, like, yeah. drove some friends and they just paid for parking since I drove. But then we just kind of went our separate ways. And I was like, yep. all right, let's just meet back at the car at like 8 or whatever when it's over. Yeah. I went and it to was nice. I didn't have to keep track too. of them all day. Mm -hmm. Yep. You don't have to be like, all right, we're going to get lunch at this time. Let's meet here. You're going here. I'm going there. And all this sort of stuff. It was just yep. like, all right, you rode with me. You can go do your own thing. I don't mind. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and I, this sounds snobby-ish, but, you know, if I'm doing, you know, photos for Absolute Punk, that's the last thing I want to do is try to coordinate, okay, well, I've got my photo pass, and I have to go do this, and I have to go do that, but I'll meet you guys here, and I'll do this, and so a lot of the times that makes it easier, too. There are just so many different facets of it that... It, either way, it's not. It doesn't suck. It's not miserable, and honestly, it has nothing to do with being a girl. Yeah, um, it just makes Boom. you sound whiny. I don't know, and we're not whiny. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. We're not whiny. We're gonna kick your ass. End of story. I don't know. Just mic drop. Nuts. Yeah, mic drop. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think that. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Well, I was gonna say. I think that kind of ties into the next thing we we're gonna discuss about. Yeah. This video that I believe it was Caitlyn who came across it. Yep. It's about okay. like basically about like fangirls and just kind of the stereotypical 
how fangirls talk to musicians and band dudes. And it's just it's another one of those things. It's like, why is it just that the female version of this thing has a negative connotation? So say someone's a fanboy, like if a boy is really into something else, if a boy's really into sports versus a girl being into sports, she's a fangirl versus him being a fanboy, and somehow fangirl is worse. And it's just why? What what why can we not basically? Yeah. Yeah. So the video is called Things Fangirls Say to Musicians, made by some dude named Jared who doesn't look like the most stand up guy based on not his other Jared videos. Alonji, for the people nope, who different know that different is. Jared. Not gonna say his last name. You can go find it for yourself. <laughs> uh, but basically it goes through, there's this dude standing there who's supposed to be the mu- musician. This girl comes up to him and just starts saying things like, Oh my god, you're my favorite band. You guys have literally saved my life. And as someone who has felt that way, that even just that first little beginning part bumps me out because again you feel that way when you're in eighth or ninth or tenth grade and everyone's been there and there I even hear music sometimes that's like oh my god this is this is awesome it's life-changing it feels life-changing sometimes even as you get older so it's that same idea that we are telling girls specifically in this video that if you feel this way about a musician or about music that you're automatically dumb or that you're automatically, um, you know, kind of marginalized. You're a fangirl. It makes it a bad thing. And, I, again, that bumps me out. That's not what I want, you know, my eighth graders to be listening to or to be thinking because it's not. Um, I feel the same way about this word, you know, fangirl, as I do a lot of other words, words bitch or slut, or it's been these things that have been become negative, demoralizing, and in reality it's really like, badass like yeah I'm a bitch I get stuff done I know what I want to do or yeah I'm a slut I have sex when I want to and it's a lot like whatever yeah I'm a fangirl I get super excited about music and I like to show my love for it like yes I don't understand so So it's kind of one of those things people are always like I'm so tired of fangirl blah 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 I'm like you know what embrace it people are gonna call you a bitch great yeah I'm a bitch and it's awesome it's kind of one of those things where okay well let's not make it a negative thing Um, because I feel like the more we kind of like harp on it it's like Ah, oh, this is so bad. We shouldn't call people fangirls, or it's you know we say yeah, I don't call people a bitch, but is that gonna stop people? No. So, I want to know who I'm... came up with the term in the first place instead of just being a yeah, fan of something. A fan, yeah. Why does it have to be a fangirl? So I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing because some people are really like I'm not using this word fangirl, but it's also kind of the same as saying well. I'm not going to call someone a slut. I'm not going to call someone a bitch. But how are we saying it? What are we What are we really saying when we use those words? Yeah, so, and it, then it's like you're also just really relieved when people don't use those words. Because, like, yeah. I'm a huge Lakers fan, and, mm-hmm. you know, sports is such a guy thing. Yeah. But I'll talk to some of the guys at work about basketball, and they just don't care. They'll just have a full-on conversation with me, and it's yeah. great. And – I don't get why it's, like, such a big deal, more so in the music scene than a lot of other things. It's like, okay, so what? We really like a band. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Clearly, like, fangirls have been around for a long, long, long time. You know, Beatlemania, for example. It's the perfect example. Like, clearly, and it, it wasn't limited to just girls, but I also think this is just something that just pops into my head right now. I know we had notes written out, but... A lot of the bands that girls and guys or people, 
let's look at the Warped Tour roster, which I know right. we can bring yeah. us to a separate point, but most of the bands are male, like the members are male. Yep. So people think that girls who obsess over these bands are only in it because, again, going back to Beatlemania, like, oh my God, Paul is so cute. Oh my gosh, I love Ringo. Like, And it's only because like they're guys and they think it's just a sex appeal type thing. Right. And it's so annoying because if it wasn't for these fans who are so, so, so excited about whatever act they're really excited about, the bands like All Time Low wouldn't be able to sell crazy fan packages and VIP meet and greets and um, Sleeping With Sirens wouldn't be able to sell that that $80 Polaroid package that they were selling a few few months ago and all that stuff. And it doesn't have to be a fan girl. It's just someone who's really excited about the band and they show their support. And yeah, it might be a little excessive, but this band clearly wouldn't be anywhere without them. So why are we making it so negative? True. And it's when you're 15, everything's pretty excessive. Mm-hmm. Everything's dramatic. Everything's a bigger deal. And that's purely because of the way your brain is wired and the that's chemistry like that you have. like all of high school, right? There. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, so I, that that drives me crazy. I don't know. It's, I don't yeah, know. I like it better when bands or artists will actually just name their fan base this way they're not being called like a fangirl or something it's like the artist is embracing their fans Mm -hmm. and appreciates their level of dedication to them in a gender neutral way yeah Yeah. they get their whole own little community going and i think that's definitely a more positive way to look at it instead of just being like oh they're just taylor swift fangirls because that's like every taylor swift fan (laughs) (laughs) it's true and well like you're saying kind of the communities that they're creating um i feel like the part of maybe why the idea of fangirls or a fandom has changed is part of social media um because for a long time it's like you know rock stars and people in bands were they're kind of like this mystical thing that you maybe saw on stage and then that was it maybe they did meet and greets or whatever but now with twitter and instagram you have direct contact with these people um, and they're suddenly like humanized, I guess. And I think that creates a deeper connection than kids had before. Um, like if I in eighth or ninth grade would have been able to tweet at Taking Back Sunday and like gotten a favorite, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> um, getting mentioned, favorited, retweeted, like that's still exciting. Even for me, I was like, oh my God, Chris Caraba from Dashboard <laughs> Confessional liked my photo set on Absolute Punk the other day. That was still exciting. Whatever. Yeah, I definitely uh, so I get excited about really... tweets too. Even if it's not yeah. musicians, I'll like tweet at tech oh, people yeah. who I listen I to still like get 10 other podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm like, so, oh my God, they replied. When what I do think I do? about <laughs> it, I'm like, oh my God, if, you know, if that had happened when I was 14, like you think I'm excited about it now. Oh my God, 14 <laughs> yeah. year old Caitlin would be rolling over in her grave kind of and thing. And that's something, so, that's like one of the first things that in the video that yeah. How Fangirls Talk, that's one of the things she mentioned, mentions, she says, oh my gosh, I've been following you on Instagram since, like, 2010, which uh-huh. is kind of weird to me because it doesn't seem like that long ago, but then yeah. I realized that, wow, five that years, was five yeah. years ago. Yeah. And, like, even, I remember being on MySpace and having local bands, like, mm-hmm. they'd spam your comments or whatever, like, oh, check out our thing, like, put yep. our banner on your page, whatever. But now, like, you get all that on anyway, but, I again, I still get excited if a band oh, yeah. ever, like, favorites or retweets my thing. Like Me too. It's a, it's a direct contact, and it's kind of... Again, it doesn't have to be the exact band member pressing favorite or pressing right. retweet, and most of the time, it's not. Right. But 
is still kind of like a direct contact and it's not a validation, but it's kind of like, a, oh, wow, like there's a connection that I Being have here. Yeah. Yes, I, exactly. I think that fuels a lot of it. And I think, you know, you see what we perceive is like, oh, my gosh, all these crazy girls freaking out. And I, I feel like a lot of it kind of feeds back into that. But at the same time, you know, we go back to Beatlemania when you see the concerts and the girls just like crying and screaming, that connection was still there even without all of this. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of a catch-22 that I think the social media is, is playing a really big role and they mention it a couple times in that video. Um, but at the same time, like kids are going to be kids and it's not just girls are going to be girls. Guys are fans too. It's kind of that idea of, well, we've got fan girls for music. We have fan boys for sports and stuff like that. But in reality, I know a lot of dudes who are fangirls. And, you know, I don't know. It's a negative term. It's a positive term. I think it just has a lot to do of, with uh, are we going to accept it or embrace it or I don't know. I think yeah. there's definitely a line between kind of the unhealthy obsession and the just really excited, passionate fan. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, sometimes there are people like, like, for example, this is like just little factoid about me anytime i go see a band that i've had on property sack showcase i like bring them a little something like yeah like i brought cookies and when i saw some like broadside which is like one of the first bands i had on showcase i brought them i brought them like a beautiful vanilla cake and their singers vegan (laughs) so i made him uh vegan finance like it's kind of like a thing and before i like bring anybody stuff i'm like hey i know sometimes people think this is weird but i'm just like i'm bringing some stuff like is that okay? Yeah. Because I've heard so many stories of, like, this mo- This mainly happens with, like, bigger artists, but people who bring food and stuff for the artist and they put weird stuff in it, yeah. like, not going to get too far into that, but use your imagination. Right. Yeah. And that's, like, that's a that's weird. That's, that's an unhealthy obsession. That's kind of creepy. That's, like, something that happens in a Family Guy episode or something. But... Right there's a difference between that and kind of just showing appreciation. Like a lot of the times bands are really excited. Like, Oh, thank you so much for getting us on the site, whatever, which is like, cool. Right. Like yeah. POZ isn't going to make or break you, but Hey, like I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah. So they're and happy. I think all of all three of us, like we're definitely lucky to be working in a position where we get to be friends with bands and we get to meet people and we get to encourage them and help them and they get to help us. So we definitely have a different kind of relationship, but I mean, I still have my artists that I get pretty stoked on or, yeah, absolutely. you know, oh, sure. if I meet them, it's like, Oh my God, like, even <laughs> if I've met them before, like there are just certain people that just shake my nerves because I have so much respect for them. And that's, I think that's one of the things we need to remember is these girls or whoever are getting excited because they respect them. Because they have created art that has affected them. And I I don't see in any way how that can ever be a negative thing. Shutting right. down someone for being passionate. It's just like, yeah. like, I hate people who are music elitists in the sense that like, yeah. oh my god, you listen to this band, they suck. You have to listen yeah. to this better band. It's like, yeah. who are you to tell me what noises I should put in my own ears? Like, yeah. that doesn't fucking pertain to you at all. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, one of no, the things that annoyed me the most with this video was how she was talking. I was yeah. like, I've met a few band people. Like, I met Ace Enders at Warp Tour, and I absolutely did not speak to him like that no. at all. I was like, most people don't do that. Yeah, there's maybe a handful who do every once in a while. But it's like, okay, so what? You've been following the band on Instagram. A lot yeah. of people do. Yeah. It's like, and to they're me, probably really excited. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but wow, the way she said it, I was like, that's yeah. not how you get excited about things. Yeah. It's I feel not. like it was, it was definitely, I don't know. It's not a good video. It's not a good concept. None of these terms are good terms. And I feel like the article, between the article and the video, both of these things are just super detrimental for women and for the people who created them. I don't think it makes them look good. Um, I don't think that they were well thought out. I don't know. I think it's just really hurtful in the long run. Yeah, I just want to know one... who approved this headline to go out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was my thing too when I read that. Uh, the alt, alt punk, alt punk. That's not a website. Confusing <laughs> the two website alternative press article. That was the first thing I thought it was like, who said first? Let's have someone write this or approved it after it was pitched, and then said, okay, here's a good title. That's. I just, that blows my mind also. Yeah, and with the video, I think it both makes fans and musicians look bad because most musicians don't ignore people like that. If you, you know, kindly tell them you like their music, even if you're a little excited about meeting them, you you know, they'll say, hi, thank you, glad you enjoy it, that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. this guy in the video was just like ignoring her the whole time. Yeah, so that that says even more... (laughs) That's a whole other topic, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the next video in the series uh, that this guy, Jared, has made, or the one that came up with my autoplay, at least, is how musicians talk to girls. And it's kind of the same video, but the genders are switched. So it's the girl sitting at a party with a drink, you know, acting like she's just stuck in this this position with this guy bugging her to listen to a shitty metalcore band or whatever. And it's like the same concept, but he's not called a fanboy. He's not, you know demeaned for his it's not how male musicians talk to girls it's just it it kind of annoyed me yeah i agree there's a lot going on here anything else we want to touch on girl power these were definitely (laughs) like a good combination to talk about this episode um because it's like focuses on girls being alone and the video was basically a girl being alone talking to a musician which normally when you meet a musician usually it's at like meet and greets and there's Mm -hmm. a lot more people around so you wouldn't even have that amount of time to ask them as many questions that were asked in the video usually there's way more people than that looking to meet someone and talk to them so they're not just going to be you know standing around spending five minutes talking to to just you yeah i agree i say that feel that reminds me of like local shows back in high school kind of thing like trying to talk to like local bands where they would just be hanging out and that kind of thing but yeah definitely it's not something that you see now and i think both of the the article and the video both mentioned very specific genres of music. Um, the article is talking about A Day to Remember, Craig Owens, um, Ronnie Radke, and then the fangirl video, you know, mentions um, Attila, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Breathe Carolina's on there. So it's obviously a very specific genre of music. And as someone, you know, I either missed the boat on that or whatever. You know, I I used to listen to Chiodos in like 2005, but that's about the extent of that. So I don't know if maybe there is kind of a different culture going on within that kind of subgenre of our scene. Um, it's like the Tumblr core type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people it think is. that if someone, like I've been on Tumblr since 2009, I think. Yeah, me too. And which is kind of like 2009, 10, 11 were kind of like, the real kind of Tumblr started getting its real momentum in those years. And 
you, you started following all these blogs about all these bands that you love and it was just kind of people getting really obsessive and yeah I'm familiar with MySpace fan sites and stuff like that yeah. but Tumblr is just like a whole different whole different it's a whole different fandom that they yeah have. and it's it is, totally though. different you know I mean granted it's still the kind of the same basic concept you know here's a social media platform where you can put up your own content and you can interact with people and you can you know, follow people and share all the stuff that you love. And I just remember seeing all these, like, Pierce, the main ones that stand out are Pierce the Veil, A Day to Remember, Wonder Years, Set Your Goals, uh, like, that kind of realm, Sleeping with Sirens, Sleeping with Horizon type stuff. Yeah, and, a bunch of the fearless bands, especially yes. Pierce the Veil, when I was working on their street team a couple summers ago. Like, you could tell the people who were doing the street teaming were just such huge fans of the band because there were people in other countries yeah. wanting to be on the Fearless street team. Yeah. Which is Mainly awesome. for Pierce the Veil. Yeah. And it, even though it made, like, mailing things to them a bit more <laughs> difficult, I think it's really cool to see fan bases expanding that far. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with being able to just put your music on the internet now and digital being such a huge factor. Anyone Mm -hmm. can find it anywhere. Yeah. There's not like a trickle down process or anything like that anymore. Yeah, I agree. And I I guess um, another thing with these kinds of bands and this scene in particular, these aren't shows that are going to be at a smaller venue where, you know, the band's van is parked out back and they're hanging outside or they're loading in their gear or something. So that probably has a little bit to do with it also that, you know, the, the size of the audiences and the size of the venues definitely play a part of maybe being alone or, you know, getting a chance to talk to different bands and stuff like that. So I guess there are different facets of all of this, but either way, I think we got the general message is that being a girl is a negative thing. And obviously we might be a little bit biased, but we know that it's not. <laughs> Just <laughs> we a like, little. We, yeah, I mean, come on. So I don't know. Yeah, all despite this video like, and the article, I'm definitely still going to plan on going to shows alone. Like uh, it didn't yeah. change anything for me. Oh, oh hell no. yeah. And while I and that's I really hope that you know no young girls or young guys read this and took it to heart. Um, you know, Alt Press has a really big platform, and I don't think that an article like this is they're not using it correctly. I think it's just hurting our community and hurting our scene and hurting the way that um, young women and girls are being treated. I don't think the band's going to care what gender their fan base is mainly comprised of, as long no. as they have like serious passionate fans who genuinely enjoy their music i don't think they're gonna care if you're male no. female you're non-binary like, other, oh you you bought like, our record great that right if you're the supporting they're not gonna care who you are or what you do in your free time or if you go to shows alone or go with friends they're just gonna be glad you're there yeah yes that's that's the base of the music industry we want people to be at shows we don't care who they are or what they're doing go to the who show they're with uh, yeah, who they're with, and go to show, buy the record, buy the merch, tell your friends. Yeah, and shows have become increasingly important considering, you know, streaming music means bands make a lot less money through that because not as many people are going to be buying the records digitally. Right. Some might not even buy it, but they'll go to the show 
and mm-hmm. they'll see the merch table. Maybe they'll pick up a shirt or whatever, and part of the ticket sales will at least go to the band. Yep. So it's really important to get people going to shows, and it shouldn't matter whether you choose to go alone or not. It's very true. Boom. Agreed. All right, on so. it, we're done. <laughs> this has been the first episode of Misaligned, Ow! and it was Ow! a little bit of a short one, but we'll be adding in some more features as we kind of get going and get used to everything. So we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you'll be back for episode two in a couple of weeks. Once again, I'm Deanna Chapman, and my co-hosts are... Caitlin DeWeese and Ashley Aaron. And this has been Misaligned. Thank you for listening. See ya. There are still rotting pumpkins left on the front steps in mid-February. And there are poinsettias that are withered and dead in the cemetery. When the ball dropped, I sarcastically yelled, Happy New Year. Cause I'm pretty sure I'll see it again Before I'm able to get out of here I've got dreams in New York City and London